Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And, uh, well, I'm just happy to be with you here on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Today is show number 997. We're three shows away from 1,000. We're going to have a special show for you for that. But uh, we do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and that served us very, very well. And one of my old-timers is back with me today, Brother Glenn Burns from the Good Samaritan Network. I, I, I sit here waiting for Brother Glenn to get here, and I, I went back and listened to the last show we did together, mm-hmm. which was in August of last year. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how many times you've been on the broadcast, mm-hmm. and you're you're one of the you're up there, brother. <laughs> but it's good to have you back. And uh, one of the reasons why I called you because I'd seen a, a post on uh, Facebook mm-hmm. that I saw both from City Walk and from from your ministry about what City Walk is doing. Now, mm-hmm. let me just kind of bring the audience up to speed. City Walk is a, a ministry here in Tallahassee. They work with homeless. They have a thrift store. Mm-hmm. And they've been around what ten years, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And uh, but you part of they're part of your network. Yes. And uh, explain the network to everybody. Just kind of get them reacquainted with. Well, that. if we ever say hi to each other, you're part of our network. And so, <laughs> so we use that term loosely. Right. But they are uh, a sister ministry. Okay. Um, Tony and, and Renee and their team, and uh, we they help each other. I mean, we couldn't be more related if we had stock in each other's world uh she's she's a sweet sister and she's uh she's we've helped her some areas she's helped us in some areas and we we share resources and um and uh and troubles together and your ministries are similar in some ways you both have thrift stores right but your ministry goes more towards the direction of helping people who are, who are getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. And, of course, right. she does that, too. She does it, too. Yeah. She's got, she, we're, we're a little bit different. She's got a – I think she's got one home for men. Okay. We have uh, four homes for men, uh, plus the, the thing I'm going to tell you about tonight, the village. And, uh, and of course, we have Chelsea House for women. And um, Renee has got a one house where she has a very small number of men there, but she's got a much bigger street ministry. Mm-hmm. She uh, where her store is located and what she's been doing over the years. She's she's got a lot of people that come in off the street and she uh, helps them with basic necessities. And she's up till now, until this opening you're talking referring to, she's been uh, pretty much a day program. Right uh, now, right. she's got facilities right. for night. So tell us about this. They they have launched out and have actually opened up a a center now yeah. for for homeless. And one of the reasons that has prompted this is uh, the Carney Center, right. which for those who may not be in Tallahassee, listen on the internet, or whatever. The Carney Center is a place here in Tallahassee for homeless. Right. It's the the Carney Center is the is the label, but the actual underlying name was the Comprehensive Emergency Services Center. Okay. And so that was exactly what the name implies. It was everything from meals, emer- like shelter, you know, literal, like a like right. a homeless shelter, right? Men and women, uh, meals, uh, case management, uh, medical facilities. I mean, it's it's our comprehensive emergency services center. And this is uh, run by the city. No, it's a uh, no. There's a board. It's an independent. Oh, board. is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mr. Carney uh, is. Or there's actually a Mr. Carney. <laughs> yes, Carney I, is, somebody told me that yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, he's done. That's a whole other story that you need to get. Right. Uh, but he has uh, a board. And they have uh, a team, and they do 
everything from the um, Comprehensive Emergency Services Center, the homeless shelter, and all the things I just described is is it's it's what we call the continuum of care. So that's the entry point. Then they have a thing called Westgate, which is the next slice. So you come in, you're off the street, you have nothing. They get you on your feet. You go to a boarding house format over in a place called Westgate. It's okay. on the west side of town. Okay. We actually ran that for them for two years. Okay, uh, and then. Then the last leg of that continuum is a thing called the dwellings, which is the tiny homes development. And I'm telling you, you would love to live in these tiny homes. They really? are phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're smart houses, as they call them. They're laid out. There's nothing cookie cutter about it. It's just beautiful. Really? Uh, yeah, my sister lives there, in fact. Huh. Uh, it's this beautiful place. So that's that's their continuum. Okay, take me back. And uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, for a long time, Glenn and, and his wife Beth, they ran the Haven Arrest Rescue right. Mission here in Tallahassee, right. which was which was a ministry that had been started by uh, Temple Baptist Church. Right. But right next to you, right down the street, was the shelter. There was a shelter. Now, who ran that? That was that started. Uh, a guy named Mel Eby ran it for twenty five years, but it was uh, started as the Cold Night Shelter yes, in I the basement yeah. of First Presbyterian. Okay, I, and I, I vaguely remember that during yeah. cold yeah. weather only. Right. right, right, and then it kept expanding. Uh, the The rescue mission was was there prior to that. The rescue mission preceded the shelter. Oh, really? Yeah, and so by about five years, if I get the history right. Okay, and so the the, the rescue mission, of course, was a faith based single church right. operated right. ministry. Right. The um, shelter was always a co op. And it was a it was a combination of secular, United Way, churches. Really? Oh yeah, because I'd always had the impression that the city was running. No, the so city was city was a player, but they weren't. No, it was an independent, is that right? board run, okay. board operated. Okay, so they moved it from there yes. to the Carney Center, which was I thought to myself, I said, because right where the Haven Arrest was, right. and where the or the cold night or the shelter was, yeah. that's where most of the homeless people are. Well, here's why: because okay. they were there. Okay. That that was the that was part of the I was behind the scenes in all these meetings, sure, and sure, planning. Yeah. The one of the reasons why um, they were all there was because that's where the services were at. Okay, so and that was that was a catch twenty two. Uh, it was feeding the negativity of the things that come with a homeless shelter right into that very poor neighborhood of Frenchtown, yeah, right? Uh, which, by the way, is a very historic community, right? But it had degraded in large part, at least that was the opinion because of the shelter and the rescue mission being there and all that. So that was the you know, opinion. Right. But now, uh, now when they started the Haven Arrest, I remember when the Haven Arrest started, mm-hmm. Brother brother Blair, mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. that the people who owned the auto shop right next to the auto was, was not happy about no. it. No. <laughs> but now, okay, so you say the shelter was there before the homeless place was or the Correct. The rescue mission was there right? for we were at five ten West Tennessee Street, that yeah. Haven Arrest Rescue Mission, and they were at four hundred something, so they right. were across the street on across the other side of McCombs. Are you saying that the homeless people were not hanging out there before? before the Haven Arrest came? Correct. Okay. That was not a predominantly homeless situation then. So then why did they choose that particular location? Well, because they could they could buy it. <laughs> because it had a building. It was an empty building. Okay. All that right. was an old furniture store. Everybody confuses that with the old uh, um, uh, adult movie theaters. They call it next door to that. But that, the building that uh, the Haven was in was an old furniture building. Okay. And uh, Danny Heberlin, actually, right. was the person that right. uh, God used to start that. And, and Pastor Blair, of course, is the one right. supported it. Right. And Temple Baptist Church family. And so they ran it. Uh, they just remodeled this old building and ran the rescue mission there. And then a few years later, the Cold Night Shelter kicked in. And that was kind of, for a long time, it was the secular option and the faith-based option. 
Uh-huh. Because even right, though there were churches right. involved, right. because they took yeah. government money and all that, there was run very, and because that was the intention of the people that ran it, they right. ran it as a secular mission. I right. mean, a, a shelter. Okay. And so you had the haven for it was faith based, and the shelter was uh, was why you would think it's city is because it was uh, it was financed by the community, uh, you know, the funds that the city has and people like that. Well, that's just an impression that I got. Yeah, well, but, that was pretty but common. But you, you were on the ground floor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, basically, any, any information that I would have would be from people who probably didn't know, right. <laughs> more right. than likely. But now, so now they moved it out to the Carney Center, which I'm not even absolutely sure where that's at. That's out on West Pensacola. West Pensacola. It's, uh, you know where the uh, sheriff station's at? Sure. It's, you could walk to it from there. Okay, okay. So now, are, are the homeless people more yeah, now, out there? Now that neighborhood's. And so, Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, City Walk, right. they say, okay, wait a minute, they're, they're not sheltering people at the Carney Center now, right? and it's getting cold. Yes. Okay, I mean, I understand, for those of you who don't live in North Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we have winter two or three days yeah. out of the year. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we'll have, especially when you get into January and February, yeah. you'll have a lot of cold nights. Yeah. Yeah. It warms up real nice during the day, yeah. but, but for somebody who's going to have to sleep outside yes that's that's kind of rough yeah so now all of a sudden we don't have a place for people to go correct well the carney center you know was, was caught up with the COVID situation right so the carney center is a large facility with uh dorm type housing you know beds bunk beds all together that kind of thing and it's a, by the way it's a state-of-the-art building it's air filtration systems the whole nine yards oh really oh yeah it's it's a seven million dollar building yeah but because of the CDC rules and everything, you could not put people in, in that kind of congregate living, as they call it, in that kind of dorm-type setup. Uh, so the Kearney Center, and I don't know all the details behind this, but the Kearney Center and you know government relationships, this and that, whatever, they have put those people. And by the way, when I'm talking about how many, there's pretty pretty close. Around this time, there would be almost 400 people in there every wow. night. Wow. Uh, about, probably two-thirds to three-quarters are men, and the rest of them are women, and they had separate quarters, of right. course. But now they've had to put them in hotels. Really? Yes. So so there's some kind of government subsidy related to this. And now, so the Kearney, beautiful state-of-the-art Kearney Center sitting over there empty. Huh. Now, they do prepare the meals over there still because okay. that's another piece I'll tell you in a minute. Right. But the people, as far as sleeping, they contracted, Kearney Group uh, and et al., contracted with local hotels, primarily up on North Monroe Street. Okay. All right. And that's where people are staying. Uh, and, I mean – there's some big groups of people staying up there. Huh. And so it got kind of convoluted and, com- and complicated because now, and this is, think about this, this is the whole year we're talking about now. Sure, yeah. So now if somebody all of a sudden finds himself homeless tonight or comes into town and is homeless or gets kicked out of someplace homeless tonight, there's a two to three week wait to get into a hotel that Carney would put you in. And by the way, when you're in one of their hotels, you're not paying anything. Wow, but still, but these these people are doing that paint. Two or three, two or three weeks, they're sleeping on the in the, on the streets. Yeah, there's no place in, in a car. If they, if they have a car, no, and most of them no. Yeah. So now there's no place to go. Well, this is where Renee came in. Okay. So Renee said, "Well, that can't be. Right. You know, we're right. We can't. And, and by the way, if you called, and I've done this personally, if you call because we, you know, we have people that we're trying to help on any given day, and we'll call over there. And I know behind the scenes, I was on the board at the Carney Center, uh, at the old shelter, and so I call over there. With every connection I've got, and and you get a recording that says, leave a detailed message, and you know if you need housing, this and that, uh, need a place to stay, and don't forget to do this, do that, and we'll call you back, and and I within forty eight hours. Well, 
I want this. That sounds like <laughs> no big deal if you're nights. sitting at your house today. <laughs> yeah. But if you're out there on the street, and and by the way, going back to to temperatures, the threshold is 35 degrees or below for three hours in a row triggers the emergency services. Well, it, what if it's 36? Right, right. Now you imagine sleeping outside at 36. <laughs> it's it's rough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's not practical right. to have no place to go. And so what's happening, and this is what I have experienced, uh, there, there are places in Tallahassee mm-hmm. where there's a big bonfire mm-hmm. and there's people there. Right. And they're, they're laying around that and they're, right. they're trying, to, trying to sleep, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lifestyle is hard for me to imagine, right. but that's what, that's what we have. And it's exacerbated now with yeah. the COVID situation because there's more people that have fallen off the, the edge, so to speak, right. and are not experienced, quote, homeless people. So now right. Ooh, they're just goodness. average Joes, and they yeah. don't know from anything. And so now they're victim to right. people who are more street savvy. Uh, it's it's a dangerous situation. But now they're they're out there, and they're 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 huddling together mm-hmm. around these fires mm-hmm. because they they're afraid to get the COVID right. at the nice place where they could be sleeping. Right. <laughs> um, well, you know. Everybody's got good intentions. I don't. I don't right. mean to be critical. No. That's, that's one of my rules on the show. We always speak well of everybody. Right. And and by the way, uh, yeah. even though I just, what I just said at the Kearney Center, unfortunately, but through no fault of their own, they yeah. have this delay now. This this backlog, and this vetting system they have to go through and everything. So that immediately that eliminated our emergency uh, shelter. Yeah. Now we have a. A delayed entrance shelter. Right, right. So as wonderful as that is, but there's some incredible things that the Kearney Center is doing. I mean, they're they're providing food. Just think about this: if you're you and I were homeless and we were at the Kearney Center and now we can't stay there, we're at over a hotel and a two person room. You and I are there, and they bring me my meals. It doesn't cost me a penny to be there, right. and they bring me my meals, and I got TV. Doesn't sound all that bad. It's, <laughs> if you, it, there's, that, now you can see why there's a backlog. <laughs> so so the Kearney Center cannot. Uh, I mean, the, the hotel system can, and the Kearney Center partnership, if you will, cannot dr- address adequately the emergency uh, sheltering need. That's yeah, where yeah. – and, and by the way, the, the speculation is there's somewhere – and this is a moving target, but there's somewhere at any given night um, maybe 40 to 100 people that are unsheltered, as we call them. We, homeless – doesn't just mean you don't have a place to. Uh, I mean that you're out in the woods necessarily. You may be at the Carney Center, emergency, you know, at a shelter, or whatever. But you're still considered homeless. Right. But then there's what we call unsheltered homeless. That's the people you're talking about. They're sleeping out in the woods with a the hopefully, fire, hopefully the with a fire and places like yeah. that. Now, what about children? Same. I mean, we'll have- now the Carney Center has never been where the children go. There's another uh, agency in town here that predated the Carney Center. It's called Hope Community. And they're right next door to each other, by the way, off of West Pensacola. Okay. Uh, uh, and I can't remember this lady's name. I can see her face, but she was the instrumental. There a lot of people were instrumental in it, but she was, she was a pistol. Anyway, she's passed away now. But they have a facility over there. It's in what used to be the old Boy Scout uh, headquarters property off of West Pensacola. Okay. And they built a beautiful place over there. Now that's not quite as fancy. It's it's a uh, uh, anyway. There there that's where if, if you have an anybody with a dependent child of any age, stage, or whatever, whether an adult with mental limitations or a, a typical child, uh, single or married, that's where you stay at Hope Community. But now, are, is that still happening? That's still happening. even through the correct through the fire. It is, but again, they have to limit the spacing. So right. th- that those dorms were never a big dorm. See, they always had rooms, uh-huh. so they are able to continue on. Right. 
Well, it, it makes you feel a little better thinking yeah. that at least the children needs are better if people know about it. And if, if, they, if, if there's, there's room. Right, right. Because that gets full, too. Because that's what breaks your heart when you see somebody who's uh, got children. And yes. a lot of times they're sleeping in cars yes. and things of this nature. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we all have a heart of compassion, but mm-hmm. not too many of us are really all that Big on the idea of taking them home with us. Yeah. And, so, and it's dangerous. You know, you don't it know. Is. And, and so there are wonderful it's, people that just hit on hard times, and right. there are people that have mental illnesses. Yeah. It's uh, a quandary. It's, it's, yeah, it, it really is a quandary. It's not a simple answer. So, so City Walk, they've, they've decided, okay, we're going to step out here and mm. do something big time. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and so they've rented that. You told me it's over on Mayhan Drive. Correct. Not far from Gulf Winds Credit Correct. Union there. 1709 Mayhan. Okay. And, uh, now they have a thrift store over on North Monroe Street, Correct. and I know that they, yeah, I'm sure they make some money off that. Yeah, that's that's their. And uh, so, how do you fund this? I mean, th- this is a big undertaking. An that absolute doing. total faith in God. <laughs> Renee <laughs> Renee Miller, thank is the Lord. fearless, and she's and she felt like God told her to do yeah. this. Yeah, and so that's what she's doing. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to come in and tell this audience about it. Because I always give people an opportunity. If, if mm-hmm. somebody wants to respond to a, a, something, and like I tell, tell them all the time, I said, this ministry that I have this week may not touch you. This one might. Right. <laughs> so who who would they send money to if somebody wanted to be involved? City Walk, uh, and they're on, you know, you can Google them up, City okay. Walk in, in, uh, in Tallahassee. Uh, their offices are at their thrift store. Okay. Uh, so the new address where they're sleeping really isn't, isn't business at all at this okay. point as far as anybody doing anything there. But you would just contact Renee Miller at CityWalk uh, or anybody at CityWalk as far as that goes uh, at the uh, address on North Monroe. I don't have their street address okay, there. But do you – you probably don't know their website or anything like that. Uh, I believe it is just CityWalk uh, – uh, Either .org, city .org or or – Well, while we're talking, uh, since they can't see me, I'll okay. pull this up. While He's going to be looking that up for us. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that we want to get behind them because yeah. they're they're taking a big step of faith uh, – She's seen the need, and she said, "I want to feel it." And uh, and like I said, I, I, she's been here on the show with me several times, and uh, I remember her story when she started. She 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 rented this building up here on the corner between uh, Thomasville Road and and uh, yes. the Meridian. Yeah. And uh, she, she, she didn't have any money then. No, <laughs> but uh, and they've been around now about ten years yeah, doing yeah. this. She, so, so they if she ever gets any money, no telling what she's going to do. <laughs> uh, their address is eleven oh five North Monroe Street. Okay. Uh, and it's the three two three zero three zip code, of course, the Tallahassee address, and that's where. And it's actually the actual name is called City Walk Urban Mission. Okay. City Walk Urban Mission. I just googled it up, and that's yeah. where I'm getting this information from. Okay, is there a website on there? Uh, it is. Okay. Uh, and when you click on that, uh, if you just put City Walk Urban Mission, it'll give you their website. Okay. Right. Uh, City Walk Urban Mission. Could that be Tallahassee? Correct. And uh, uh, I don't see an email. Thing or a, well, here's the thing: a lot of people they may be giving to other ministries right. and th- things like that, and and uh, this would be an add-on. Yeah, but God always blesses that type of thing. Yes, when, when somebody's faithful. Uh, just, just <laughs> say, just, just do it, <laughs> and uh, God, God, will bless you. Because the thing is, is that uh, God's going to take care of them mm-hmm. because that's what that's what God is. That sort of thing. But it is a big endeavor, and it's a they're feeling a need. Now, this place that they've rented over there, you say it's pretty good size. It's two sister buildings that are adjoined with a pa- well, the Passover thing. It was some kind of state building before, and it's uh, two fifteen thousand square foot 
buildings. So, so a total of 30,000. So they've had to do some renovation on this. <laughs> All they've done so far is open the door <laughs> okay. and turn on the power and, and have the fire department come in and make sure they're but safe. But what about bedding? They've, they've, had to... they've, they've brought bedding in. And yeah. what we're off, there are lots of offices. Okay. And, of course, you can't uh, – there's some, there's some uh, fire code issues. You can only have – you can't have it like in an inner room. But you can have them if they're next to a window. So she has right this minute she has a sixty person capacity. Okay. And I think she's been running. You know, she I think the other night she had forty nine or fifty. Wow. And this we opened uh, November the twentieth. Wow. <laughs> and now these people when they come, there's no charge for no, them at all. No charge. So uh, the, so they're doing this. This is a step of faith, yes. big time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they're providing a meal, a supper. Is that right? There's another ministry. Uh, Eric and Pam, uh, oh shoot, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, anyway, Eric and Pam uh, <laughs> that have a thing called Maze uh, Kitchen. I think it was a it was a uh, one of those uh, trucks, uh, fruit trucks. Okay, and they had a business. They have shut down their business. All they do is cook food for. Is city. that right? Uh-huh. Wow. They don't. They don't. Wow. Do, they don't do the well. It, so the need is great. Oh yeah, it really is tremendous. To be able to sustain that. And again, this is why I wanted to have you come in. Yeah. Yeah, could I like I said, I've seen the, the post a couple of times, but I didn't yeah. know all the details. Yeah. And I figured anybody who know Glenn Burns because he's <laughs> he, he's on the cutting edge of all this sort of thing. And so they are have launched this thing. They've already launched. They're it. on. They're and, and it sounds like we're not talking about something temporary here. No, she signed a ten year lease. Oh my goodness! And so yeah. she's, I mean, she's putting her heart out there. Yes, that's that's a big thing. Yeah. So, uh, City Walk Urban, Urban Mission. Mission. Mm-hmm. You can Google that, and uh, you can help them. Or you can go by the uh, thrift store over on North Monroe Street, uh, if you know that area very, very well. See what what else is up in there. And I did find a phone number. It's 850-528-3909. Okay. And uh, actually, they're between 5th Avenue and 4th Avenue. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you head head toward the interstate, they're on the, on the east side. Yeah, yeah, you can go by there and say, "Hey, I want I want to help." And, yeah. then, and while you're there, you can shop at the thrift store. And, yeah, and they they got lots of good. That's stuff a big thrift store. It's yeah. a seventeen thousand square foot thrift yeah. store. One of the things that I know about you you folks who do thrift stores is that mm-hmm. you all work together. Mm-hmm. And I got I had uh, Dale White on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's probably the the most recent entry mm-hmm. <laughs> into the thrift store uh, whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how, oh, yeah, so we can get more stuff in we need. We'll call Glenn or we'll call mm-hmm. Renee yeah. and, and say, we'll, we'll, we'll share what we've got. We've kind of we've loosely come up with something. Uh, I told him we're going we're gonna to have what we're going to call, you know, our association is going to be called ACTS, A-C-T-S, Association of Christian Thrift Stores. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. But, but it's good, though, that you have that type oh, of yeah. spirit one toward yeah. another. Yeah. That, that hey, we're all in this thing here yeah. together. We're here to help. But one thing that I've noticed is that it seems to be a a popular thing because like mm-hmm. uh, like Dale, he he started uh, down there on South Monroe Street. Now he's got mm-hmm. several places around yeah, town. Uh, Orange Avenue, uh, Tharp Street. Where's his other one at? Uh, Killarn. Killarn, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there in uh, yeah. at uh, uh, yeah. the Now Shop. you know Dale is not with him anymore. No, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Dale, he'll have to come in and tell you about his new thing, Mercy Somebody, House. Yeah, yeah oh. okay. Some, I heard that. Yeah, I heard Mer- that. Mercy. Now, now, Julie. Uh, oh shoot, another dear friend whose name I can't remember last name. <laughs> uh, Julie, I'll think about it. Anyway, Julie is. Uh, she was on his board, and she's okay. the executive director there now. And uh, Dale has. Um, he had had some family things he had to take care of, and then when he came back, he said, <laughs> "Kind of funny you should bring this up." He said. 
I don't want. I didn't get into ministry to run a thrift store. I want. Right. I want to minister to people. So because right. he's, you know, he's a prison reentry guy. Yeah, right. And Mercy right. House, which is part of uh, Clarence United Methodist, uh, Mercy House uh, is. Um, is is re, is reentry house? I mean, right, guys right. come and Dale goes to prisons. Literally goes over there, picks the guy up, and brings him into the house. So is that's that that's right? more his heart. Right. Yeah. Now you say it's part of Killarney Methodist. It it was. I don't yeah. know. What it still now, is. Now, where's that at? Uh, which the Mercy, the Mercy House? house uh, I, they may have more than one, but the one I'm familiar with is up uh, on uh, North Meridian. Right, uh, right. If you were going to just before you got to, you wouldn't know it's in a neighborhood, but it's <laughs> but it's the, just it's just below. Uh, it's on North Meridian, just uh, south of uh, Timberlane. But now the, the point is this: this there's several people who, who are doing this type of ministry. Right. But it's a it's a it's really a, a need to be met because what happens is that somebody is in prison, they get yeah. saved right. a lot of times in prison, right. mm-hmm. but now they're going to be released. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this that moment of time from the time that they come out of that prison mm-hmm. to the time that they get established. That's crucial. Oh. Because uh, are they going to continue to be able to walk in their faith and, and with with no help? That's that's a tough thing. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't really there's a we have a tremendous and I can't remember this lady's name but there's a professor at FSU now who uh, is the the premier person on writing on these things uh, in the country and FSU in fact hired her way from somewhere else because she is she is the the the, the guru of this stuff huh. and she's written papers on it. And one of the things I saw, I read her paper, one of her papers, and I literally started crying because I've learned this stuff anecdotally. Right. She studied it. Right. And knows it academically. And she wrote, I could, I could, if I knew how to write, I could have written the book. Huh. I mean, what she wrote in there was exactly what I've experienced, which is if you don't reach somebody three months before they get out. Right. Right. Uh, right. Then that's when yeah. their reentry really decision right. when they're getting down to getting out. Right. If you don't get them, then they're going to go back to their old neighborhood, whatever that looks like. And that's the influence yeah. we want to keep them away from. Correct. Because yeah, I've talked to several people. Uh, the, 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 the is it the Rumleys? Yeah, Bob and Mary out, out at the uh, uh, Tallahassee Cares. Is that the, uh, it's called Care Tallahassee? Care Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're friends of yours. I oh, know. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've had them on the show here, mm-hmm. and he's talking about that the, his heart and compassion. Because of that need, mm-hmm. because you you minister to them, and, and so many of you who go to the jails and you go out there, and you you have services with them, mm-hmm. they, a lot of them get saved, and now they're going to they're about to get out, and a lot of times their families, uh, they're they're done with them. Right, they can't go there. <laughs> right, and and sometimes that's good that they don't go there. Yeah, uh, but where do they go? Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Especially if they're a new believer, yeah. or they've only been a believer inside. Yeah. They don't know how to apply it outside. Right. So the thing about it is that a ministry that, that would be set up like these are, Care Tallahassee, the Mercy House, they're they're a stopgap. Right. I mean, they're they're between that time to, to, to they finally get settled back in society. You're here to help them make that transition. Right. We're th- these are considered trans that's what they are, transitional housing. Right. But they're so they're so vital right. and, and so necessary. But the average person who who doesn't think along on these things mm-hmm. has no clue no. that that's a need. I didn't. I mean, when I when, I, when yeah. I was uh, before I got involved in rescue mission work, I knew really very. The only thing I knew about homeless is there's a guy in the corner you're handing five bucks. I mean, I didn't know anything about it. Right. And then when I got involved in it, you know, and and now have been in it for twenty something years. Of course, I know a lot more about it. Well, along the way, 
it becomes even more in-depth when you say, well, why are people homeless? And then you start to discover, I discovered that when I was running the rescue mission, that at least 80-plus percent of the, of the men that I was helping had been incarcerated at some point, most of them fairly recently. Right. And so now you start to factor that piece in. Right, right. Because they got out, mm-hmm. and they had no place Nowhere to, to go. go. Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to do? And, right. and and you go to somebody and say, hey, uh, uh, could you hire me? And right. they go, so, well, what have you been doing? I said, well, I just got out of yeah. jail. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a gap in your resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you figure that's going to go. And so they can't get a job right off. But now, again, in the transitional place, the people who are operating these things, they know people who will hire. Yes. And, and they can be the, the go-between. They get out. They, they work on the job. They prove themselves. And mm-hmm. then through the process, they can eventually get a place of their own, yes. that type of thing. It's, it's like anything else. It's um, it, The transition is incremental. Right. And and, and it's not smooth. Yeah. You know, there can be all kind of little things. Uh, the, the commu- our community, by the way, does some incredible things. There's there's a whole group. There's a thing called that I was a part of for a number of years called the Big Bend Area Reentry Coalition. Huh. And it's made up of a lot of legal people, the, the probation department and people like that working with private sector to try to address those issues right uh there's judges and and all kind of people public defender the public defender's office the uh jack campbell all those people that work together through their through their departments with people like us so that there's there's not a crack for them to fall through you know, there's right. a bridge that's what it is it's the crack right that's what we want to but then you add to that equation not only the men but there's also women sure. doing the same thing sure. and there, there are ministries here and i've right. had them here on the show right but the, the the women it's a little bit different, a little bit unique, sure. because a lot of times they have children right. that uh, they they of course they they did couldn't keep the children in the jail, but now right. that they're out, they yeah. want to have their children right. with them. They're working and, towards that, and so that's a whole new dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are people here in the community who have established places yeah. Yeah. for for that need to be met as well. Sure. But again, it's one of those things that most people don't know anything about. No, and uh, and so one of the things that, that I always like to accomplish here on the show is to inform people. We want to get information out, and also let you know that there are places that you can be involved in. Either place like it always need volunteers. Mm-hmm. Just go help. Just yes. go help somewhere or another. And then there's always you know give a donation yeah. to be able to help these people to do these things because the person who takes on these type of ministries has totally disrupted their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever they were doing before, yeah. that 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 eventually all just kind of goes away. That it just can't. yeah, it's it's not something you can do like a job. No, no. Uh, you know, it's 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 a calling. You know, the the old right. saying is when you find you find a you know a calling, uh, you'll never work another day in your life. Right. Uh, right. Well, this is especially that right. because it's a ministry calling, and there's a burden that goes. Yes, with Yes, and yeah. there is, and you can't walk away from no, it. No. Uh, Beth, tonight when I started to leave the house, uh, you know, I told you earlier, uh, I I was coming over here, but I was at home eating, and uh, and then uh, while I was eating, I get a phone call because my phone number is up on a board, and it says <laughs> if you're here, you're out in the cold tonight, call this number. Right. right. So this guy, this kid, calls me, and he says. Uh, um, I'm here at your store, in front of your store, and you know I, I I don't have a ride, and there's no I don't know where to go, and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, okay, I'll be right there. So I start to go, and my wife says, like any wife probably would, does, would you make sure you go by and get somebody and take them with you, so you don't go out there and you don't know this who this person right, is, right, right. And and I'm not uh, I'm not any kind of superhero or anything, and I'm not and I'm not fearless, but I have done this a long time, uh-huh. and I have a camera system by the way, and I was looking at the young man, 
I said, go, I want you to go up the front, sit on the front of the store, and that's where I'll pick you up at. Now I'm looking at him. Uh-huh. And I said, and again, not to say that you couldn't have a weapon or something, but right. again, I'm just discerning that this is just a kid. He just got out of the hospital, you know. And uh, so we had a wonderful conversation in the 15 minutes or so it took me to drive him over there. But her concern was, you know, like a like a normal person would be, is is there there could this could be a there could be something to be afraid of here. Sure. And and it, going back to the volunteers, to try to get involved. I mean, I remember thinking these things. Sure. Sure. Uh, so what what am I going to do? And how do I deal? These are ex cons and this and that, right. whatever. These are people. But your wife was just trying to protect her husband. That's correct. And I have one of those. Yes. No. Well, that's what I said. Any any reasonable person would have said the same thing. Right. Right. Uh, right. And it's not right. that you shouldn't be careful. Right. I have all kind of rules. I tell people yeah. never give, never let somebody in the car by yourself, and you know do this and yeah. do that. And we have all kind of yeah. we teach churches how to do this. I, I had a situation one time where somebody called me. And they wanted me to come and help them, <laughs> and uh, and I ended up letting the guy get in my car. And he wanted to go someplace. I looked at my rearview mirror and guess he was following me back. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, she's just concerned. She's yeah. just concerned." Yeah. And uh, yeah. I said, well, I, "And I didn't say anything to yeah. the guy. I said I just knew she's got me yeah. back." Yeah. <laughs> if I ever have any concerns, by the way, uh, Tallahassee's wonderful. I can call the police department. And I say I'm going to do a wellness check on somebody. And they'll send a patrol car out Is there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. They're, and they're, it's good that you have that yeah, type of yeah, rapport. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we we do learn as we go. Mm-hmm. And, and and you do get a kind of sense of how right. to judge people. Right. But like you say, we don't yeah. know everything. No. So that when you picked him up, you took him over to, to the city walk. To, to the city walk mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And so – and, and – uh, that's kind of what that's what you all do it. I that's, mean, that's that's the network. That's, that's your network. <laughs> yeah. And I and I I know I call them so that they're not caught off guard. I want to tell you the first, we did this uh, the cold night started uh, November the twentieth as far as being open. Right. And then and then the threshold as far as where it activates now. This is phenomenal. The city, uh, their part of it is they provide uh, Star Metro lines up buses in front of my store, out of service bus. Uh-huh. Right, uh, seven o'clock till nine o'clock at night on a cold night shelter, and they're sitting there to go to different uh, different locations. They're sitting there. Uh, the Carney Center staff comes over and to our location, screens the people, does the COVID test, uh, does all the paperwork for them, put them on a bus. The bus, like a charter bus, takes them. Now this is a city bus, Star Metro, <laughs> takes them to right? the location. Yeah, and wow. then and then on the morning is there at seven o'clock and picks them up and brings them back now, to where they took them. You say location, we're talking about a hotel. No, I'm no. talking about our stuff. So City Walk. They right. start at Good Samaritan. Right. And they take them to, to City Walk or okay, wherever. Okay, okay. And there are other churches, yeah, by the yeah. way. Uh, Jacob Chapel is one of our hosts. Uh, <laughs> uh, CCYS, which is the children's, uh, okay. children's and, part of and, it. And these are people who are actually housing people. Yeah. 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 Sleeping. Right and so the city has a bus there for you to do this. Correct. Well, see, these are things that most people don't know. No. no. And so we're, we're learning here. Yeah. The city <laughs> yeah. also, by the way, provided me portable showers. Is that right? Because I have, so I have portable showers hooked up, and they have, I mean, the water gets hot, the whole nine yards, and they can come over there and take a shower. Now, tell us about the food thing. The the Carney Center. They cook the food every day, five days a week, I should say, uh, Monday through uh, Friday. They cook, prepare food over at the Carney Center. A guy named Bill Shack, incredible man. That's another guy you need to have an interview with. Bill Shack, uh, who's their their chief cook. You you hook me up on this. I will do that. Okay. and Bill uh, has a team. Bill was a restaurant guy, you know, 25, 30 years, whatever. And this is all he does now is cook at the Kearney Center. Okay. Uh, and run for office. He does that already. <laughs> uh, so he, um, he he prepares the food. Then they transport the food in these hot, warmer things over to our location on, on, on North Monroe 
2706 North Monroe. We have tables set up. We have those uh, uh, restaurant heater things, you know, that you if you're right. eating outside. Right. Uh, they come up. People come up. We, we serve the hot meals between uh, 11 and 1 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And the reason why you could do it is because you're doing it outside. I'm doing it outside. You're serving food outside, Correct. whereas over there they can't do it because of they can't do it inside. They can't go in the building over there. In fact, they're remodeling the building now to prepare more segregated areas. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, so there's just no way that they can do it. But the kitchen is still in play, right? Right. So they and of course the people are predominantly over here. Even though they bring food, they take food to the hotels. Again, there's. About on any given day, 30 to 40 people that are so-called unsheltered homeless walk up onto our property and have a meal. Wow. Now, now how did this happen? Did you, did you approach them? Or did no, they, they all know. We all know each other. Yeah. And they said, you know, because of where Glenn's at now, because you know, we just moved to this new location, right. because of where you're at now, would you be willing to? In fact, we looked at lots of scenarios, and it just kind of migrated down to uh, us being the, the kind of the, re, the entry okay. portal for the food. So, so this is information that somebody may need to know. Mm-hmm. If you're homeless mm-hmm. – or you need a meal, mm-hmm. you could go there. 20, 2706 North Monroe. And that's every day? Every day. Monday. Uh, now, the the hot meals are provided by Carney Center is only Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. The, okay. the, the food giveaways that we do, the farm share, second harvest, and all that that we do, we do that six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And then we're closed on Sunday. Okay. But our sign still has my phone number on, on Sunday. Right. So somebody calls out of the blue or gets stuck or whatever, and I have camera systems all around there, so I can monitor the property and go over there on a case by case basis. So the food distribution, mm-hmm. this is this is what uh, uh, we're talking about milk and stuff like that. Because I know that you, you'd mentioned that to me earlier. Oh yeah, the the food pantry. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's anything you would have in your really. Yeah. It's so, uh, eggs, food, a uh, meat, uh, milk. Uh, Every kind of canned good there are, is. Are there hours for this? Uh, yes, we do that giveaway 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock uh, on Monday through Friday because Monday of the lunch Friday. thing. We, you have to separate that right. out. And then on Saturday, it's all day. It's basically. So, so you're telling me that Monday through Friday from 2 to 5, mm-hmm. if people need food, yeah. they go there. That's correct. And it's free. Yes, correct. That's amazing. And people drive up in their cars now because, as I mentioned to you earlier, before the COVID, last year we were averaging about 500 families a month that we were helping with this. Now, this last month, we just went over 4,100, 4,100 families, not individuals, families. Yeah, how many people do you have staff at this? Well, we have about four people that do the food giveaway uh, because we have a system. It's just like we just, we just have a system. And the people kind of know us. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing. And, and again, I don't, of course, I don't, uh, I'm not good about reading the newspaper. So I, maybe it's been in the paper. Or maybe. I don't know. Because I, I, I have not heard this. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing this this mm-hmm. news that you're just giving mm-hmm. me, and now you have something called the chapel, right? All right, but we're not going to go there right now because right. we're going to play a little music. Right. So when we come back, don't right. let me forget, right. uh, Brother Glenn has some information here concerning the, the chapel that they're doing in conjunction. With the new- this is the Guardian. God fights on my side. Of a desperate man, still a sinner, bound and longing to be free. I heard the message of God's salvation plan. He forgave me when he saved a wretch like me. The dread of what my sinful past has done to me just fell away when by faith he let me see. God has not given me the spirit of fear. He gave me. 
victorious man Not defeated, now my future's looking bright Who's come against me, but I still take a stand When I'm walking in the power of his mind I do not worry when the war rages on I know the captain and he's making me strong God has not given me the spirit of fear He gave me power side. I like that. That's the Guardians and this is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host and I always just have a great time on Sunday mornings being with you here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. Let me remind you that I am a pastor. I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast, and we love visitors. Come and visit with us. We start at 11.05 on Sunday mornings. You can find us on the web, FRCM dot us if you like gospel music and i'm a gospel music lover <laughs> saturday night seven o'clock a full hour of southern gospel music on 94.1 on your radio dial that's a wave 94 seven o'clock uh, if you like you say i play the very best in southern gospel music also this show will be on podcast it's 997 if you want to re-listen to it or share it with a friend you can do that as well. Brother Glenn Burns, back with me for the oh, no, many times here on the broadcast. We always have such a good time. We, we do a show before we do the show because we've got to get reacquainted here. But I remember, of course, uh, Brother Glenn just shared his testimony about how he got started in all of this back at the Haven Arrest. And, and I have an expression. I said, when, whenever God calls you to do something, if you're faithful to it, it'll, be in, it'll end up being more fun than you ever thought. Mm. And when I listen to you and, and how you have just, you've just, you just, this has become a part of who you are. I mean, mm-hmm. this, you live and breathe mm-hmm. <laughs> what you do. Mm-hmm. When you were driving over to the Haven Arrest that day to shut it down, you never, you, you never no. would have thought this would no. be a part of your life today. No. And how many years has that been now? It was 1999, April 1999. 1999. Be, uh, what, 20? 21 years. Well, right at 20, yeah. 20 21 years. And now this is just, just something that you just do. Mm-hmm. But you think about how fortunate Tallahassee is mm-hmm. that this whole transition in your life mm-hmm. took place because you touch a lot of people. And, and you talk about connecting all these different ministries together and, and, uh, and all the things that God has used you for. Mm-hmm. And then you... Now, 
Now, when I'm thinking back, you, we're talking about the chapel now, mm-hmm. okay? When you were at Haven Arrest, mm-hmm. you, that was kind of the same thing, was it, or was it not? It was. Um, the, at that time, it was kind of the other way around. That was mostly people that were experiencing homelessness. Okay. And, and then we had a phases where we took guys right off the street, and we took them through phases, and we ended up with level four, which is two men in a room. And the idea was is then those two guys might go and rent themselves an apartment, so now they're back on their feet, they've got jobs and whatever, they're in control over their addiction, that kind of thing. Now we have it the other way around. We have mostly houses with men that are coming out of prison and other things such as that. And we don't really do as much on the front end. That's why I love what City Walk's doing. I don't do as much on the front end of having of housing the masses in a in a sheltering kind of format. Right. Right. And uh, we uh, and so this will tie into our new chapel shelter. We have um, last February, or last uh, Christmas. I'm standing at my store, and our good brother uh, Scott Beagle okay. uh, from Faith Radio sure. uh, came over and like he does, and you know dropped off some donations and was just we we're out on the front porch talking. He said, "Well, what's what's going to be new for?" for Good Samaritan in, in 2020. And we were sharing some of the things we might be doing and that we were looking forward to doing. And I said, and as always, we've been saying this, Beth and I, since from the get-go, we need a place to build our village. Uh, I said, we need a, what we'd really like to have is an old church building and maybe some surrounding buildings or whatever. He kind of smiled and says, you know, I, we were just donated, the, the Faith Radio, we were just donated a little, but it's a very small building and it's already spoken for. There was a Hispanic group that wanted to do a, a Hispanic radio or right. services out there, and I said, "Well, praise the Lord and God bless them," you know. And I said, "But that's what we're looking for, something right, like that." Right. Within a week, I I got word from a, the other party that that linked a cell of this little church building, saying there was a place on the market. So, and I thought that's got to be the one Scott's talking about because right. of where he he said it. So I sent him a thing, and I'm out of town at that point. I said, Scott, did your cell go through? And he goes, Yeah, it fell through. He says it turns out because of this, that, or whatever. There's just no way you can get any financing on that building. And I said, Well, since you can't get financing anyway, do you mind if I try? And he says, Yeah, go ahead. And as they say, you know, the long story short, here we are. So we ended up closing on that property through a series of miracles last February. Huh. And uh, at our banquet, we showed a picture of it because we hadn't quite signed the papers yet, but we showed a picture of it that we were about to sign like the next day, uh, this little small, on probably 1,100, 1,200-square-foot block building right. on Enon Church Road. Yeah. Uh, it used to, the last name it was was Anchor Baptist Church. Uh, and it was surrounded. It's on a. It's, I mean, that's a very poor area. Very poor. Right. Uh, in fact, the zip code, the 04 zip code, is the poorest zip code in the state of Florida. Most is people that know. right? Yes. Yes. Highway 20. It's, well, it's off Highway. 20. Well, 04 yeah. is really kind of a convoluted yeah. zip code. It goes all the way from Frenchtown to the to the river. Really. But it just takes the poorest areas of all <laughs> yeah. that. You yeah. know. And yeah. we're in the worst part. And the, the trailers out there, you think you're in a third world country. It's very oh, yeah. very yeah. poor. Yeah. And so this little uh, church building is right there in the middle of it. And so we bought that. Then we bought a little bit of land behind it where an old trailer had been demolished, you know, fallen, a tree fell on it sometime years ago. And then we had our first outreach service just before everything got shut down in February. We had a big outreach service there. And a little couple sitting in the crowd, uh, we had, it only seats about 30 or 40. Uh-huh. So we had 100 and something people there. So we had people outside, <laughs> right. and, you know, and there's a little couple sitting there. And I get through sharing the vision of what God's doing, why we're out there. We want to be, we'll put a, a food bank on the west side and this, that, and whatever. This little couple comes up to me later. Now, I won't tell you his whole name, but his, name, his first name is Bubba. And uh, Bubba comes up to me, an older man. He says, uh, we own the acre right next to you that's a long acre that has six houses on it. Well, I, and I use that term loosely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
He goes, and they're fully occupied, by the way. And he goes, so why don't you buy our property? And I said, well, brother, I'd love to buy your property, but the bank would laugh at me. <laughs> They'd shoot me, actually, if I got near the property. He goes, we don't need a bank. I own this thing myself, and my wife and I. He said, if you you make me a, a configuration proposal, and, and long story short, we own that now. Huh. So now we have an entire neighborhood that we're in the process of remodeling. And to, today or tomorrow, I guess it is, we're, signing, we're sending the, the deposit to build – a 3,000-square-foot uh, uh, pole barn, you know, but an enclosed one, that will be the West Side Food Bank. Uh, it'll by, be an outside type of thing. Just, just a, yeah, no, just, no, it'll be an inside building. Oh, really? When I say pole barn, that's because that's what the original structure will be, but we're going to close the whole thing, just like okay. we did the old building at the Haven Arrest, okay. the metal building. It'll yeah. look the same thing, only okay. 3,000 square foot. And that's where we'll house the food bank, emergency sleeping, uh-huh. And uh, and events because already our chapel building is way too small for. But uh, you talking about these houses that did you say? Yeah, these trailers. House. So they were ha- they were trailers. Yes, trailers, one house and and five trailers. Okay, are they? Uh, They're not habitable. They can't be renovated. No, they so, are. So what do you do? Just- I'm I'm getting rid of them. Uh, well, I, I gave all the people that were in them at that time. This was eight months ahead. I said you're going to need to move out by December 31 uh, because we're not going to be slumlords. Uh-huh. And what I intend to do now is replace because the, the infrastructure is there, the septic systems, electrical. Right, and all right. That. So what we intend to do is replace them with much nicer units. Okay. And then that will be our primary transitional housing for more guys coming out of prison. We'll be able to increase our housing capacity by 50 men. Wow. Wow. But that's a pretty good distance between where you are on North Monroe Street to Athens. Of course, at 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not really um, – that's where the housing will be, and that's right. where the West Side Food Bank is. But we're – you know, we, we the need is also downtown. I mean, uh, on North Monroe as well. Sure. Uh, sure. So we'll have – and we, in that side, we'll, we won't have a store probably, but we probably will do a yard sales and things that more that fit that right. neighborhood better. Now, now, again, how do you finance all this? <laughs> it's gonna sound like a cliche, but it's all a god thing. Okay. I'm gonna tell you when December, when Scott was talking to me about that, we had just through the la- that last year, we probably had maybe two or three months where we couldn't. We only have two or three people on payroll. We had two or three months where we couldn't make the payroll, and so uh, and we're struggling to make the rent and the utilities at that building. And um, from then until now, has been the best financial year we've ever had. Really? Yeah. And here in the midst in of, of the virus and all this yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And, of course, unfortunately, as my as my board likes to tell me, it would have been a great year if you hadn't spent all the money before before we've got it in. <laughs> uh, and it's been and it's just been extraordinary. I can't even explain yeah, it. Yeah. I can't explain that, it. That's the amazing thing about it. Is it, it's it how, God, how do you do yeah, these yeah. things? But he does. Yes. And, and a lot of times it's hard to explain yeah. how or why. Yeah. But when, when you step out in faith, yeah. then you just say, well, God, either, either I'm going to – uh, swim yep. or I'm going to sink or whatever it is but if I sink it won't be because you guys are not faithful it's kind of like uh, when we were talking about picking up people and you know the danger the potential danger involved in that and I like to tell the story about the old preacher that the guy broke into a study one night and you know going to shoot him or, or rob him and he points a gun at him and the old preacher says boy don't threaten me with heaven uh, well, well, you know when we're when we're doing these things, uh, what are, what are we going to do? How are we going to fail? Right, right. Just because we can't. Yeah. If, 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 if we've had doors closed, I mean, you know, I mean, sure. I was at the rescue mission for ten years. Yeah. I never expected yeah. to leave the rescue mission. Uh, I was at Care Tallahassee for a number of years with the Rumblies. Never expected to be apart from them. Uh, we were at that thrift store with the church. Uh, assume we'd always be there. 
Right. Uh, you know, what I've learned is as the buildings come and go, right, you know, right. even even the people come and go. But see, the thing about it, the God's put passion in your heart, yeah. and that passion drives a, an yeah. awful lot. Yeah. When, when, when you are passionate about something, it's amazing how doors will open yeah. if, if your heart's truly in it. And, and I think that's the key. Yeah. Because I remember one time years ago when I, I hadn't been doing the radio too long, and a, and a couple came in that are going to be interviewing him. They said, uh, "They said, well, why don't more people do this?" Hmm. And I said, "Well, think about it for a moment. If somebody, like say a radio station, said, I'm going to I'm going to do a show like Pastor King does, and I want to pay somebody ten dollars an hour mm-hmm. to do that show. Mm-hmm. Well, their heart's not going to be in no. it. They're in it for the money. Right. Well, see, I don't get any money. No. <laughs> you know, right. I do it because this this is my passion, right. and I and I'm I'm driven by my passion right. and ministry." This is where ministry takes place. Yes. I mean, you think about all the things that takes place in our community, around the world. Right. It's people. People who go off to another country right. to go reach people that they, they don't know anything about. Right. What what drives people right. to do crazy stuff like I, that? I, I have a wonderful <laughs> man. I haven't talked to him in many, many years, but he was our he was our he one of our associate pastors at North Florida for a few years. He was a – they'd been in – he raised his family in Africa. And then they came home. His kids had grown. He came home, left Africa, and came here. I shouldn't say he came home. He came here. And uh, I'll never forget this. I was sitting having breakfast with him, and he'd only been with us for a few months. And it, we were, there was a big thing in the news about this big uh, coup thing that was happening in a part of Africa where he'd come from. People were getting killed. There was all kind of riots going on. And I said, boy, I bet you're glad you got out of there. He goes, oh, no. It breaks my heart. I've got to go back. Really? I can't, I can't be away from my home when they're in the middle of that. And went back. Wow. And it's never left again, by the way. Still Is that there. right? Yeah. Jim and Susie Horn. <laughs> okay, we got to make sure we do this because our time's getting short. Mm-hmm. Uh, information. How people can get in touch with you, the ministry that you're involved sure. in, how can they help, et cetera, et, yeah. et cetera. Good Samaritan Network, uh, my phone number, my cell phone number is 850-556-5202. Good Samaritan Network is, if you Google that up, Good Samaritan Network uh, Tallahassee or Chelsea House, which is our women's home and and the part my wife runs. Um, If you Google us just like we did CityWalk, if you just Google up Good Samaritan Network or or Chelsea House, you'll get our our webpage information. My my emails – all of our emails are the same. It's our name and then gsncares.org. Okay. Uh, so Glenn Burns at gsncares.org. Um, our, our store is 2706 North Monroe. Yeah, we're, we're and, and like I said, that's over near I-10. Correct. Right across the street from Sunny's. From Sunny's Barbecue. <laughs> People yep. just – Across the street from Sunny's and next door to Bojangles. So we're, and then and right and two doors down from the Chinese and then, buffet. And then, then your place, they just give you food. <laughs> or we'll, yeah, or we'll just give you our food. That's, that's just amazing. And, again, the, 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 the meals are yes. from 2 to 5. Yeah, meal. The, no, the meals are from 11 to 1, and the 11. food giveaway was from 2 to 5. Two but to on five. Saturday, it's all day. Okay. That's just Friday because we then, don't have the lunch on Saturday. And then you closed on Sunday. Correct. Closed on okay. Sunday. Unless you call the number. But if you call my number, we'll come up. We'll come That's amazing. You. That's amazing. Well, I'm just thankful to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we, uh, I brought you here because I wanted to make sure that everybody knew about what's going on at CityWalk. Right. Over on Magnolia. No, Mayhem. No, no, Mayhem, near Magnolia. Correct. Pass the Golf Winds uh, uh, Credit Union. They're there. That's it. And you can if if you're homeless and you need a place to spend the night, go by yeah. there. Yeah, they'll take good care of 1709 you. Seventeen oh nine mayhem. Seventeen oh nine mayhem. Okay. Well, as you know, we always close the broadcast with prayer. Mm. And Father, I'm just thankful yes, that uh, you've raised these ministries up in Tallahassee to to do these incredible things. But Lord, I just pray that you'd help them. That it'd be an anointing 
upon everything they do. Mm. Father, we just pray that the Spirit of God would lead and guide in all of this. Lord, we pray for their health. We pray, God, for the finances. Mm. And, Lord, we just pray for our city. Yes. And, Lord, we pray for those who are homeless mm. and, and uh, spending the nights outside. Father God, I just pray you direct them to these places where they can find mm-hmm. Comfort. Father, we pray for America. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord God, mm-hmm. we need your hand upon yes, America. And Father, we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the mm-hmm. nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. These yes, things Lord. we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brother Glenn, thank you for coming. Thank you. It's always good to see you. Always good to have you on the show. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you. Amen.